0: How you doing? My name is Earl. I'm an alcoholic. That was much better than the time just seconds ago.
1: <laughs> the, uh, <laughs>
0: the, uh, uh, I want to thank the Fels for asking me to come here. It's always an honor for us to do so. I want to welcome newcomers. Um, I want to thank Scott for a great talk earlier this evening, an uh, inspired talk. Uh, what else?
1: <laughs>
0: Larry goes, leave me out of this, man. <laughs> He's been beat on enough tonight. I uh, so what are they calling this talk we're doing tonight? <laughs> steps is a way of life? I didn't have anything to do with that. I, this, this, the steps is a way of life. Anyway, uh they are that. Good night, everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: it's late, man. What is it? It's 10.20 p.m. I got up at 3.30 a.m. I don't even believe this is the same day that I got up. This feels like a completely different day. I was left L.A. 3.30 this morning. Here I am in Atlanta, somewhere outside Atlanta, in a campground with a bunch of 300 guys. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. And I'm liking it. Uh, <laughs> I'm liking it uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell my story tomorrow night but just to qualify I drank and used on a daily basis no matter what for 16 years uh, I was given a good reason to stop on many many occasions and I never touched the brakes <laughs> Till let, uh, let moment of clarity did come and it was not a pretty picture what I saw clearly was not pretty And uh, I came here, and I've been here for over 21 years now. Um, My sobriety date is November 6, 1980, and uh, I have not left. I have stayed here with you. And I would suggest that the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, as Scott pointed out, which is different than the fellowship, um, is the foundation upon which I stand a free man today i uh I was a slave, to drugs and alcohol for sixteen years from age twelve to twenty eight and I came to you. I had no tools for living, I had no idea how to be in the world. My tools for living had been drugs, alcohol, violence, and run, and those four had been beaten out of me. I couldn't use them anymore. I had no tools for living to work. I had no idea how to be in the world. I had no <clears throat> no sense of community no sense of family no concept of right or wrong um, i had no moral psychology i was a blank screen i had been beaten to death by alcoholism and i came to you because i couldn't die and i didn't know how to live and uh... what i find fascinating is is that in the beginning what they said to me was they said well we'd like you to come to these meetings Nobody told me why. I've since found out why I go to meetings. But uh, they said, we want you to go to these meetings, and judging by the shape you we'd suggest meeting a day for maybe five years <laughs> would be good. And in retrospect, I probably went to a meeting a day for five years. Um, like I had something better to do. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the cool part about it for me, I got here destroyed, which is a great way to get here. Um, I had no, if they had said, look, you have to go to a meeting a day, and meetings are from noon to midnight every day. They're all 12 hours long, and meetings are 12 hours long, and you have to go to one a day. I would have just said, okay. I mean, I had no scheduling conflicts, you know what I mean? There was was nothing going on in my life, which is a great way to get here, you know? They say, go left. I mean, I was flat out of why. You know what I mean? I was out of why. I was out of that. I, I had no more questions. Why? They said go left. I just said, okay. I went left. That's this way, right? All right. And they said, go over here. And Because my sponsor broke it down very, very clearly to me in the beginning. He said to me, oh, you do not have to like what I tell you. You do not have to think it's a good idea. You just have to do it. It's a program of action, and I thought I can work around that. All right, you know, mind jerking and weaving and spinning and bobbing. You know what I mean? So I can figure i angling around. You know, because and I couldn't not think like that because that's the way my head worked. I came in with a head chock full of alcoholism. Every, all my old ideas were were in my head. None of them worked, and I knew it. But that's just the way my brain fired. I had no idea. I've had this pointed out to me in the last month that it's very difficult when you know that the actions that you take don't work right they're ineffective there's no nothing normal going on in your life at all and what you want is a normal life if all you've ever been is off base if it's all you know, when, some, when you, you may desperately want to do the normal thing, the right and proper thing, but if you don't know what normal is, how are you going to come up with an action that's normal? And I had nothing normal to compare. My behavior to you. I didn't have it. I didn't have the markers. I didn't have the guidelines in my life. I didn't have any of it. I came here flatlined. I came here with my life burned to the ground, which you'll hear about tomorrow night. And you'll go, well, yes, he was telling the truth, wasn't he? <laughs> His life was indeed burned to the ground. And so I got here. I got here like Scott was talking about. I came here an empty vessel. Yeah, you know, it's empty which my sponsor thought was terrific and informed me of this in a very startling way to me when I went to him and I said will you sponsor me?
1: (laughs) and he said what?
0: and I said will you sponsor me? and he said yes and I just started crying I just started crying because I realized what I had just done is I had asked somebody for help And and I couldn't remember when you do something like that that's when you realize my God I haven't done that in years. I've been so isolated, so tightly wrapped within this cocoon of my alcoholism that I had been unable to reach out and ask for the help of another human being. And when I did it, I realized what an unusual event that was in my life, and it just made me cry. And as I'm laying on this table with my head down, just sobbing uncontrollably, my new sponsor, Donald M, looks across over my shoulder to his assistant and says, Oh, look at him. Isn't it wonderful? He's destroyed.
1: <laughs>
0: and I, I, mean, I came up off his table like, huh? What the hell have I done, man? This guy's thrilled on destroyed. I just turned my life over to this guy, and that's basically what I did. Because I knew if I didn't come to trust another human being right now, I was going to die alone of the disease of alcoholism. I didn't want to die. So I took the risk, and I, I, I reached out to this man, and uh, I talked to that man every single day for the next almost 14 years up until the day he died. Um, he was my sponsor. I have a guide in my life because Donald Madden shared his with me. I understand the difference between the program and the fellowship because Donald Madden pointed it out to me. I understand what it means to go to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous because Donald Madden pointed it out to me. Donald Madden was AA to me. He was the embodiment of AA. He's the one that showed me it was a program of action. When I got um, real highfalutin with my book work and my, my steps, Donald Madden was the one who very lovingly pointed out to me that before there was a book, before there was anything, there was one alcoholic down in the dirt sharing his experience, strength and hope with another alcoholic. And by so doing, they would rise up out of a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Put me in my place. I remember the day that Donald Madden looked at me when I were at, Because I... I... I spoke very very vehemently about the fact that I hadn't there was no God and I had no interest in God my uh, my gentle gentle sponsor Donald he enjoyed this one a lot he loved telling, doing him he loved it whenever he'd see me coming down the road and he would just cock it back you know what I mean and just right between the eyes and he looked at me and he smiled and he said Earl you can't be mad at a God you don't believe in
1: <laughs>
0: to which I replied I have to go home now. (laughs) Go on and just pacing my life, try to figure that one out. Uh, He was doing that to me all the time. I got got some time under my belt around here. And I was going to seven to nine meetings a week, calling my sponsor on a daily basis. I had two commitments to two meetings. I was taking out two panels monthly. I was taking out a panel to the uh, juvenile system. The beginning of the disease, and I was taking a panel out to the county hospital, the end of the line, right? So I could see the beginning of the disease and the end of the disease every single month. And I was never turning down any requests, speaking when I was asked to, filling in over here, running over there, doing this, doing that. I had the best program I'd ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: I started to get a little squirrely. And I went to this old-timer, and I said, old-timer? I'm getting a little squirrely. And I recited to him my litany of of AA program. And he looked down at me and he said, kid, saw you come in. You don't get a program, you're going to die. Go away. (laughs) I said, what are you talking about, you little son of a bitch? I got, look at this program. He goes, kid, kid, please. (laughs) It's the fellowship. Vital to Your Recovery. Glad you got it. The program you will find within the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Suggest you get one and read it. Because if your life depends upon it, go away. <laughs> I said, All right, you old bastard, I'll get them I'll show you. It's a program here. And I got it my buddy of mine, Christopher. Christopher's got about eighteen months more than I do. And we got this we got big books, and we started following around the the big book thumpers, those guys we'd been avoiding at all costs, you know? <laughs> you know, those guys, you think, you know, the guy, where the guy says, let's talk about the work. You know, those guys that talk, wave the big book around. It's like, oh, Christ, let me out of here. You know and I mean, it's like, come on, we'll go have coffee together. That's fellowship. Come on, we'll go do that, right? We started following those guys around. And we got this book, and we got tapes. We got step study tapes and we, we we went to joe and charlie the big book comes alive seminars you know those guys those guys are it man As far as i concerned, joe and charlie the, the original joe and charlie the big book comes alive I remember doing that that completely blew the top of my head off and we would sit with these tapes and we would talk about it and i'm sponsoring a bunch of guys now right and these guys are saying you know you, you know i've been hearing around apparently you're supposed to be taking us through the steps <laughs> You know, and I just said, you know, uh, well, I can't, I won't say what I said to him. But, but we started getting these tapes, you know what I mean? And it was starting to, uh, things were starting to spark inside me. And I kept saying to him, I think I found the bomb-proof stuff here. I think I found the bomb-proof stuff, and I'm going to turn you on to it any minute. And they said, well, would you hurry up? You know, we're dying over here. I, <laughs> I said, hey, all right, take it easy, take it easy. We're on our way, we're on our way. And that's a great, one of the great things about sponsoring guys that really, really want this deal, is you better get it together, you know, because they're in step three, you better wrap up that four-step. Because <laughs> they're on their knees, man, burning through that prayer, you know what I mean? They're about to hit their feet and look your direction, you know. You, <laughs> you better be ready. I was being driven through the steps, right, by these guys that I sponsored. I mean, I would love to get up here and, you know, you know, don my robe, you know, And get up here and say, please, bow your heads. You know, I shall now guide you in ever so knowledgeable a fashion through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And you will look upon me with reverence, respect, and yes, a great deal of love. We're all in here fighting for our lives, my friends. I'm one of them, right? I've heard 55 different ways to do the steps right and fifty four of those guys have all told me it's their way or you're drunk you know it's the way I look at it is this what I was given I pass on I listen to other guys I add to what was passed on to me to the best of my ability I find new ways to explain the same thing but certain things don't change certain things don't change at no point has anybody ever said I mean I, because in my opinion as an alcoholic I'm so prone to dig in the drama you know, I would love it if I got sober and they said to me, Earl, got to get sober there's a little A.A. reading we want you to do. We have an A.A. library down on the corner of 3rd and Elm. There's 100,000 A.A. approved books in there. We suggest you get busy right away. Read them. I would love that because it's big. It's grandiose. It's huge. It's clearly an undertaking that few men would challenge. I'm up for it. I'm, it's on. Let's go, right? And I'll tackle the horrendous, dramatic, huge event. I come to AA and they go, here's a book. Good luck.
1: <laughs> One book,
0: right? One book. How you doing, man? All right. One book. You know, I can't believe it. We started this, there was like 11 guys in here. Would they run out of cookies uh, back then. It's like everybody came back. I suddenly realized it and it scared the hell out of me. Jeez. Like, Jeez, apparently there is nothing else to do here.
1: Everybody came to the step deal.
0: I got this one book, and I got these twelve steps. What I love is sitting around after meetings, group of alcoholics, and two guys are about to go blows at one another. Just, it's it's on. These guys are you know taking it outside, and what are they arguing about? How to do step six and seven? You know, an ex drug dealer and a car thief. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and they're flipping out over six and seven. I love that stuff. I, lo- I love I that, that that's what happens to people like us in here. Gee, do you think it matters to them a little bit? I think so. You know, th- it's funny to watch them do that and just think, "Ooh, don't do it. You guys heard about nine?
1: <laughs> don't do that. Don't behave like that. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so, me, I like to keep it simple. Some guys like to just really burn into the minutiae. What I have to say about this, some guys like it way up in here. They get very heady about the steps. Other guys, it's all about down in here, right? I'm kind of one of these guys down here. Now, if this is your thing up here, cool. I know lots of guys, that's the way they can hear it, which I think is excellent. So I think. Fifty-seven guys all talking a different little spin on what's in that book is great. You'll hear from this guy one way, you hear from that guy, you'll connect to that, you won't that. That's what's cool. Here's what's up with me. Steps are pretty simple, right? I didn't know that in the beginning. I mean, when, I, when they first said you need to do the 12 steps, you know, I looked up on the wall and I went, okay, five, okay, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, mm-hmm, 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 12, mm-hmm, twelve. Okay, good, got it. Now. What do you want to do now? (laughs) I did them. There they are. I got it. I'm not stupid. I understood. And they went, that was lovely. Now, here's what we want to do. There's worlds within worlds within those steps. There was a guy I knew in the program. Great guy. Great guy. Great AA guy. Said, take you through the first nine steps in a day. Right? Hey, my style, but he took a little, did that with a lot of guys. That, seemed to work. that guy, you talk about controversy, that guy would just go nuts. I know another guy that decided, he lives in Arizona, said, You know, when we were talking about that four column inventory on resentment, fear, and sex, we did that four column, he goes, I've decided there's no fourth column. There's only three columns.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cages rattling all over Southern California, right? What the hell is he talking about, right? And he's still thumping that thing. I knew another person great amount of sobriety, this woman has taken more people through the book, sponsored more women, founded women's sober living homes, I mean, this woman's just, you know, a one man sobriety machine, right, right, showed up at a meeting one night, and my sponsor Donald's sitting next to me, Dorothy, Dorothy's our main speaker, Donald has brought her to the meeting, and I'm like, sitting next to my sponsor, and thinking, ah, you know, Dorothy, whoever the hell Dorothy is, you know, I'm just open, I phaser shields are down. Opening up the gates, man. I'm just gonna let Dorothy in, right? Dorothy walks up to the podium, pulls out a big book, and she goes, "I figured it out." She pulls out this. All of a sudden, she unfolds this massive, multicolored chart with these lines, and slops it on the front of the podium, and says, "Now." And I looked. Uh, uh, and I looked over at Donald, and he just went like this. Oh. <laughs> Phaser shields up!
1: Right?
0: <laughs> I can't let that in. Anything eh? is gonna, gonna get hurt by this, right? You know. And Dorothy ran in. You know, did her little thing for a little while. And so eventually, she pulled out of that nosedive and was back into the book. And everything was cool. You know what I mean? Just a little side trip. <laughs> no big deal. You know. <laughs> for me, I gotta keep it in the book, and I gotta keep it simple that's what I gotta do in the, I mean we got this ain't this circle with a triangle you know right if you haven't seen it Bob's got a ring with it on it In here. it's it's an ancient spiritual symbol stands for mind body and spirit brought together as a whole human being therein lies the balance I sought drunk and sober and never had Of course I didn't have it drunk I was drunk right didn't have it sober either I mean you took a you took a drunken maniac and sober him up what do you got Sober maniac, right? And that's what I was. There was no balance in my life. I was either a victim or an assassin. You know what I mean? Uh, there was. Ne- I was never in the middle, just blasting from one end of the thing to the other, just, you know? I mean, in the blink of an eye, you know? You know, be talking to friends, everything's nice, I'd blink and somebody'd be looking at me and go, uh-oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Earl just snapped again, you know? <laughs> It could get weird quick, you know. I had no balance, you know what I mean? And that I would just, I would, I would watch you because I was looking for the normal thing, but I was taking what you presented as normal things and applying them my way, you know. You said exercise is good. It was a phase where everybody was jogging. Well, I've broken seventy-four bones, okay? Jogging, a little tough. You know, I just kind of like snap, crack, bop, crack. <laughs> you know, it, I got to run three miles just to get warmed up. You know what I mean? It's like okay, everything's snapped in the line. Now we can run, right? So I went jogging my way, right? Till I was, I ran a half a marathon, right? Was hallucinating, going to going to meetings, eating yogurt and bananas. You know what I mean? Just, you know tripping on the endorphins pulsing through my body, right? So I had so many stress fractures in my feet, I could hardly walk, right? That was my idea of doing a little jogging. Then said, you know, we're going to lift a few weights. I said, cool, we'll lift weights. I lifted weights till I literally ripped the muscle off the bone, you know what I mean? Doing the flies, you know what I mean? And just all of a sudden, just... (laughs) uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm not working there. You know, work became a maniacal worker, you know? Became a serial monogamist, you know. (laughs)
1: know? (laughs) I love you. I was mistaken. I love you. I was mistaken. I love you. I
0: was mistaken. Just wreaking havoc all in my life, right? So, and and it started getting real spinning. That's when I went to this old timer and said, How do you, what do you do, you know? What's the deal? And it said, steps. So we got together and we're going through the book. I found out that AA had adopted that ancient spiritual symbol and it was the unity, recovery and service is the same thing as mind, body and spirit. It's the same thing. Unity is the body and must bring it here. I couldn't get sober but we seem to be able to, together. The recovery was of the mind, the greater aspect of my disease. And this is what tonight's about. Recovery is of the mind, the greater aspect of my disease. If I, as an alcoholic, cannot find a way to be comfortable sober, I'm not going to stay sober. i got to find a way to get comfortable sober. The only way a guy like me will ever be comfortable sober is if I can be relieved of the obsession of the mind. The persistence of this illusion, this belief in a lie that I can drink like a normal man, is astonishing many of us pursue it to the gates of insanity and death. That's me. I'm a gate guy. I go right to the gate, you know. I've been tagged dead. I've been locked in nut houses. They've seriously discussed the, the shock treatment for young Earl who became very compliant immediately.
1: <laughs> You're going to do what? <laughs>
0: Oh, it you wanted to know again? <laughs> God. I got to get comfortable sober. Got to be relieved of the obsession to drink or use. Got to have that taken off the table so that when, in any situation in life, as life comes down the pike, as it does on life's terms, and I'm standing there and I take one directly on the chin and I'm laying there and I look at the table and I go okay what options are available to me here to deal with this extreme emotional pain or this self-doubt or the hindrances that we all experience in our daily life if, what options do I have available to me when I look at the playing field for me the option of drinking and using cannot be on that table it has to be removed it has to be removed has to be. So, the book tells me I wouldn't drink again even if I could. Right? I gotta, it's not an option. got to get rid of the option. I hear people all the time in my neck of the woods saying, this among many other things I find to be idiotic. <laughs> I have no opi- I'm too tired to, 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 to kid you and tell you I don't have any opinions about this stuff. I've been awake way too long. I've been in an airplane. It's not my favorite thing. Hate it. You thrived on it. I'm not surprised that you would thrive on such an unnatural act.
1: <laughs>
0: Good God. I'm going to get in a big metal cylinder and it across the sky.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Makes my knees weak, right? And you, and it's heaven to you, right, to hit 5 Gs doing the roll from 30 to 40 or whatever the hell that thing was. <laughs> he was telling that I was having heart palpitations. I was <laughs> like, Oh my God! I'd be the guy behind him going, "You having a good time, roll?"
1: <laughs>
0: and he'd be laughing his ass off at me. He goes, ah, "Welcome to the club, man." <laughs> oh man. Way up in the air. Uh-uh. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Where was I? Pop quiz. Where was I?
1: <laughs> you
0: don't know either, do you? All right. All right, so i got to take the option off the table. <laughs> i got to take the option off the table, right? How do I do that? How do I get relieved of the obsession of drink? How do I deal with the mental the greater aspect of this disease? What do I do? Figure it's a fair question, right? Call up the sponsor and go, Apparently, if I don't get comfortable sober, I'm going to drink again. I'm getting a little wacky. What do you think we ought to do here? Well, get the big book, and why don't you work the 12 steps as outlined in the book, because that's what they're for. The purpose of the steps is to relieve me of the obsession to drink and use, to restore me to sanity, soundness of mind, relieve me of the obsession to drink. That's the whole idea, so that I won't be sitting there one day and just casually think one more time the insane thing that I always think. A drink right now wouldn't hurt. When I got 16 years, it says, A drink right now will hurt. It'll unravel everything. Probably before nightfall. (laughs) I've never been one of those measured guys. You know what I mean? You know, these guys talk about the pain of controlled drinking. I believe you, but I have to believe you because I have no experience with it whatsoever I drink, the phenomenon of craving is so strong, it's it's on just the wheels fall off you know, it's like have a couple of drinks and call the hospital because <laughs> I'm coming, I'm gonna... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's I'm going, I, you know, it may not be that particular hospital, you know, it might be one in San Francisco, it might be one in Phoenix, it might be you know, but I'm coming to the hospital <laughs> So I gotta work the 12 steps. So, how do you work the steps? I figure this, it's real simple. Steps involve three things, me, God, and you. Nobody else to play with. That's what they, re- they revolve around that. There's nobody else to play with. That covers the field. Me, God, you. Step one, what's the problem here? I don't know what the problem is. If I'm not really well versed in what the problem I'm dealing with is, how the hell am I going to come up with a good solution for the problem? I mean, as far as I'm certain, a screwdriver is an excellent tool screwdriver solves a lot of problems doesn't it but if i've got a flat tire and run for the screwdriver i don't see much good coming of this i don't think i'm going to get anywhere you know what i mean i got to have the right solution to the, to the problem i got to know what the problem is so i got to read the book i got in the beginning of the book what do they talk about the problem right i find out that i've got an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body Right? that I've got a soul sickness that manifests itself physically and mentally in my case. But that's what goes on with me. That the, that, and, and that given a good reason, I can't stop. I can't, I, when I start drinking, I can't tell you when I'm going to stop or how much I'm going to drink. I can't tell you that. I've never been able to tell you that. that I, I, and wh- I may be normal in every other area, but when it comes to the question of drinking, I am uniquely insane. I'm an alcoholic. Right? in in, in the doctor's opinion there's five different types of alcoholics I raised my hand on all five of them so one of the highest scores I've ever gotten on a test was the 20 questions (laughs)
1: 19
0: out of 20 did not interfere with my job I did not have one (laughs) if you ever can find a tape of a guy named Wino Joe get it he has his own 20 questions. The late, great Wino Joe, man. His questions were Have you ever been arrested while in jail?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I know. These are his questions. Have you ever run over yourself with your own car? So <laughs> yeah. we've done that. Have you ever sunburned the roof of your mouth? <laughs> Yeah, man, Uh uh-huh. My kind of guy. (laughs) I love that guy. Ah, Jesus. Anyway, so step one is what's the problem? Lack of power is my dilemma. I am powerless over alcohol. My whole life's unmanageable as a result of that. I drink. I don't care how together I've got it. I can put my whole life back together. God bless you periodics, man. I don't, you know, as a guy who drank on a daily basis, I look at you, that looks worse to me. Because at least if I'm just a drunk, I'll accept it, let's just go with it. You know what I mean? I'm drinking every day. I'm awake, I'm drinking. (laughs) Right? Who are we trying to kid? When I was 16 years old, the guy said to me, "Bro, you are an alcoholic. To which I replied, "Bro, what is your point? I incorporated that information very early in my life. I'm drinking. You guys just said, you know what, i got to stop drinking, i got to get it together, i got to pull it together, i got to get everything in right, as I said, like, go. And you would stop, and you would build your life together up. You would put your life back together, regain the trust of your loved ones, right? Get your business back on its feet. Everything, you know, the flowers are growing in the front yard once again, <laughs> you know? until you just set the whole thing on fire (laughs) again, you know? Burn it all down, just so you can build it again, and burn it all down. It's like, oh, God almighty, man, just drink. (laughs) You know? Who are we getting? That just seems so unbelievably tiring. (laughs) <laughs> God I know the periodics look at us and go God, how could you do that every day? Or couldn't you? You know it's... So I got to know that Lack of power is my dilemma If that's my problem, lack of power What's my solution? Step two A power Greater than myself That can restore me to sound, s- sanity Soundness of mind Relieve me of the obsession to drink Now I'm sitting on my couch Right? Doing this I'm not running all around. I'm sitting on the couch reading the book. Yep, 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 that's the problem, all right, right? Yep, yep, apparently that will have to be the solution because I have tried everything else. I've done everything I know how to do. I end up in insane asylums. You know, it doesn't go well. All right, so apparently it's going to take this power greater than me, whatever that may be, right? Okay, so I read on. Step three, what's step three say? Well, if you know what the problem is and you know what the solution is going to have to be, you know what that solution is, but that solution has not taken place in your life yet, you're going to have to make a decision to do something about this. So what's your decision? I don't know. What do you guys suggest? I wrote the damn book. What's in here? It's, it's, <laughs> it says, uh, you better make a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God as you understand Him. God? Oh, crap. I knew, I knew this was going to happen. Right? They were going to go religious on me. Right? We're going to be wearing robes and that that swinging, smoking thing's coming any second. You know? Some guy's going to come through, running through the room, beating me with a stick. You know what I mean? It's just, this is not going to go well. Besides, I hate God! Look at my life! Right? Loving God my ass. Right? (laughs) So, now, so basically what I had to be willing to do was I had to be willing to get down on my knees, say the third step prayer, and turn my will and my life over to the care of a God I didn't, wasn't really particularly thrilled with, which became a God that not of my understanding. I pray now to a God I do not understand at all. I have done an incredible amount of psychedelics. And on those occasions I have tried to wrap my head around infinity. and I, I have never quite been able to get all the way around. You know, I get way, way out there, freak myself out, and come screaming back to the planet. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to have to say, this: I, I pray to a God I do not understand. Don't get me wrong. I pray to a God I see evidence of every day in my life. That I can experience as my own breath. That I can see in the eyes of another human being. You know? I mean, I saw evidence of God here tonight on several different occasions. Big Eddie, medium Eddie, little Eddie. Huh? Wow! The judge? That man man cannot do such a thing. You know? A couple of guys I spoke to on the way over to the last feeding frenzy that occurred here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a couple guys, just a couple things that they wanted to share with me on the way over there. Not of our doing. You know, I mean, you see it all the time. See it all the time. Um, saw it in the, in the meeting in uh, um, our cabin, right? Where we had, our cabin meeting was so good, all right, that we had, it was so good, we had a guy there, wasn't even in our cabin. That's how good that meeting was. Outsiders came in and pretended to be one of us, just so they could hear what was going on. It was great. We had a great meeting. And I heard in there two different guys that I can think of off the top of my head said things, and I thought, God, that's God, man. No, None of us could come up with that. Couldn't come up with that. It's an absolutely miraculous. And it's there every day for me, all day long, if I want to see it, me sitting on an aeroplane, flying to atlanta georgia to be picked up by a guy named john to speak in a campground somewhere nearby (laughs) you have no idea how god that is (laughs) when you hear my story you'll know you'll know that doesn't happen doesn't happen for so many reasons, so many reasons, that doesn't happen, right? Me to be awake this long and be all right with it. God, God, but I find a way to get out of stuff like this,
1: right?
0: Oh, got a pain, got to go. <laughs> it's, I'm out, it's gone. Here I am. Got to turn my will in my life over to this God that I don't understand, but I see evidence of on a daily basis, if I'm willing to look. So I get on my knees, I say this prayer, I get back up on the couch. I haven't left the house. One, two, three. The old timers, they used to go in the hospital unit in the jitter joints, you know? Shaking like a dog, right? And they walk in and go, alcoholic! Yeah? One. (laughs) You think you can handle this on your own? "Mm, No. Two! (laughs) Get out of that bed and get on your knees what the hell for? Get out of the bed! (laughs) Repeat after me. Third step prayer. Get back in the bed. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a pencil and be the baby ready. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, 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 right? One, two, three, go, right? I know a lot of guys, one, two, three, drunk. One, two, three, drunk. Because it says right after that third step in there, And I'm paraphrasing, it says, you know, you best embark upon an immediate plan of action or this has all been a giant waste of time. (laughs) Got to get moving. Got to get up off the ass and get moving, right? Problem, step one. Lack of power is my dilemma. Step two, it's going to take a power greater than me. Step three, I must make a decision to do something about that. What is suggested to me is that I turn my will and my life over to care of this God I may or may not understand. I do that. I get up and immediately embark upon a plan of rigorous action. Four and five is me, six and seven is God, eight and nine is you. Nobody else to play with. Four and five. Four. Inventory. Fearless and searching. Moral inventory. Resentment. Fear. Sex. Four columns. First column. Well, who do I resent? My father. is an example. Gee, let me think. Who could I say? How about my dad? <laughs> he, he wasn't on there. Sure. Step column two. Column two. Why specifically do I in him? So I had one one, one two, one three, one four, one five. I had you know, one sixty seven, one sixty eight, one sixty nine. You know. Individual, he did this, he did this, and then this happened, that happened, and then that happened, and then all this stuff, okay? All right, over here, column three, what areas of your life were affected by this? Was it your pocketbook, your pride, your ambition, your personal relations, your sexual relations, your security? What did I miss? Self-esteem. That's it, seven of them, right? Little that I found in there. You look around and see what you find. Right? I listed any or all of those that were pertinent to that individual resentment. Then it asked me. What's your part in it? What? Because <laughs> it are him. I mean my part in it? Well, we got four little things here for you. Look in the book. They're beauties. Did you do any of these four things? Right? Where were you, these things, Earl? We put it down in black and white. All right, I'll admit to being dishonest that one. All right, I'm fighting something. Yeah, I was self-centered there. I was self-seeking there. Yeah, okay. All right, yes, and this is how I did that. Very good. It's going to the fears. We do the fears. Pretty much the same thing. Going to sex. A little different. Why do we look in these areas? Because if you want to see where I can leave the generally accepted playing field, these are good areas to look in. <laughs> I'm a master of resentment. I can borrow $10 from you on Monday and by Thursday resent the hell out of you for giving me that money. It's remarkable how I can do that. Absolutely remarkable. Fears? Yeah, I got a lot of them. Self-centered fears, the chief activator of all my defects of character. I'm either afraid I'm not going to get something I want or I'm going to lose something I already have. That's in step seven on the 12 and 12, second to last page about halfway down. Oh, Did you hear that? That was pretty good. Didn't that sound like I knew exactly what I was talking about? I have no idea if that's true. <laughs> you have to check me. 12 and 12... Step seven, second to last page about halfway down, self-centered fear, chief activator, all my defects of character. I got to look at my resentment, fear, and sex. Then you know what I got to do after I put this all down in black and white? Yeah, step five, overcomes the sponsor or the clergyman or whomever you've picked, someone you feel you can trust, which is an issue for a lot of us, certainly was for me. My sponsor, I got called to my sponsor the minute I finished my inventory. I called Donald, I said, finish my inventory. He said, okay, let's get together next Tuesday. And I said, no, no, uh, uh, no, you don't understand. This stuff is out here on paper. I'm on my way over to your house now. And he said, well, i got to go speak at a meeting in Eagle Rock. You're dri- uh, you know, Come with me and you can read it to me in the car on the, way to the Im- uh, on the way to the meeting. Fine. Race over there. Get in the car. We're driving there. I'm reading. Twice on the way there, I had to pull over because I was going to be sick. Because, I I mean, I couldn't believe, I could not believe that I was reading this stuff to another human being. These things that I knew I would go to my grave with. No one would ever know these horrendously awful, shameful things that I had done. Nobody would ever know this. We pull over he wants to eat on the way there. We pull over this little hamburger stand, right? where we eat and you go out and everybody's sitting outside and they like corrugated stuff, you know, there's little picnic benches, we're all sitting there. And you know how when you're nervous you speak a little louder, you know, so I'm reading you know, uh, 97, Interpol. I resent them for their behavior regarding the events of. <laughs> and I'm reading this stuff and people are getting up and moving away from the area where we're sitting talking because Donald's sitting there who, who is a very flamboyant gay man, right? Now why would I have a flamboyant gay man as a sponsor? Because he was such a fine example of Alcoholics Anonymous, that's why. And I'm reading this stuff to him and Donald's eating his hamburger and going, Oh, wonderful!
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: oh, I love that one, read it
1: again.
0: <laughs> People are thinking, there's so much wrong with what's going on at that table. <laughs> It was perfect, right? And I'm reading this stuff, and I finish my inventory, and we finish. He's finished eating, and I look up at him, and I mean, I'm just pale, white, freaked out. And I look up at him like, great, the one human being I trust on the face of the earth is about to throw me away. That's the risk I had to take to do this. That's what it felt like to me, right? And he looked up at me, and he said, I love you. And I just went, I mean, I just, I felt just that. You know what I mean? Like every muscle in my entire body, just relaxed. Just, you love me. That's good. And he said, and he gave me my first direction. He said, we don't kill people here one day at a time. <laughs> and I said, I can do that. I can do that. And I felt like, I'm in. I'm in. And we went to the stand. I'm a guy who did not covet the podium. I was not the slightest bit interested in this yakety-yak-yak yak thing. You know what I mean? I never took a chip, because you have to come up to the podium take a chip and give them your name unwilling to do that don't need a chip go buy one get it myself put it in my pocket I got a chip thanks <laughs> I never went and got one in a meeting never shared didn't want to share didn't, didn't have. you know I had been told I didn't have anything anybody wanted anyway so why share I never spoke at a meeting I talked to Donald that's what I did and did the things he told me to do that's what I did until I was two and a half didn't take a cake till I was three years sober I didn't come up here. I did not want to be up here, because I knew if I came up here, you'd throw me away. Because if you knew the things that I'd done, you'd throw me away, because that's what reasonable people would do and you look like reasonable people. So I couldn't tell you these things. I could tell him, but nobody else. So we get to the meeting in Eagle Rock, and we walk in, and the secretary walks up to Donald and goes, oh, I'm glad you made it. Is this the first speaker? Pointing at me, and he goes, Donald goes, oh, yes it is. Now, I'm standing there as vulnerable and exposed as I have ever been in my life. And suddenly, I'm up at the podium, right? So I get up here, realizing there's a sea of people. I say, my name's Earl. I'm an alcoholic. I just did my four-step. Pretty amazing experience. Got some very specific direction. Feel comfortable taking it. Thank you. Sat down. I sat down next to Donald, and he went, wonderful. <laughs> Later that year, I gave him a cake for, uh, give him a cake? And he got up, it was at the Wednesday night wrist slashers meeting. It's my favorite meeting. <laughs> this thing was hardcore, man. Wednesday night wrist slashers. <laughs> Patty and Paul Hicks, man, that was an intense meeting. You walked in there and you could feel just You could feel it. You know? Somebody say something real recovery like, fast, man, this place is just on the edge. And he got up and he said, and he had asked me to give him a cake, and it was such an amazing honor. And he got up, and I gave him the cake, and he thanked me, and I I sat down, and he said, my name is Donald Madden, and I'm an alcoholic. And the miracle of my life is that I'm sober. And who needs to know that is me. Thank you. And sat down. And it was like he had made a stamp of that heated it up in a fire, and just stamped it on my forehead. When I turned three, that was on March 5th of that of 1983. November 6th of 1983, I took my three-year cake. I got Donald to give it to me at the Wednesday night wrist slasher's meeting. And I got up and I said, my name is Earl Hightower, and I'm an alcoholic. The miracle of my life is that I'm sober, and who needs to know that is me. Thank you. And I sat down next to him And he looked at me and he went Oh, that was very good It sounds so familiar And I said, that's exactly what you said last March And he went, oh, I knew it was good (laughs) And that's who Donald Mann was And he loved me to death He just loved me And rebuilt me from the ground up An amazing human being Amazing example of Alcoholics Anonymous Got me through the fourth and the fifth step Sixth and seventh step Because it's 1107. Sixth and seventh step, hook it back up with God. Ask God to remove the defects of character. Humbly ask God to remove the defects of character, because I will remove the wrong stuff. Very much enjoying this particular defect of character. You may have this. (laughs) We'll talk again next week. Maybe we'll do a swap. Maybe you're going to have them both. We'll see. Uh-uh. I got to become willing to have God remove these defects. I got to get out of the way. I got to get out of the way. That's what the fourth and fifth step were a lot about for me. I had to swallow some large chunks of truth about myself. I piled up an immense amount of nonsense between me and my fellows and me and my God. In my fourth step, I had to shovel a lot of that stuff up, put it in a wheelbarrow and carry it off and dump it someplace else. It's no longer a part of my life. I had to clear away, because it's not God's job to break down the walls. It's not your job to break down my walls. It's my job to break down my walls. And that's what I did in 4 and 5, as I stepped on out into the world and said, these are some truths about me. Then I hooked it back up with God and said, having done the work in 4 and 5, please, please, do what you would with me. Thy will, not mine, be done. When I, right before I speak, and I usually read the Twelve Traditions, that's my mantra, that's all I ever say. Thy will not mine be done, thy will not mine be done, thy will not not mine be done. I say it over and over and over and over again to try to get out of the way. Get out of the way. Right? Don't have to take the reins. Do I believe in God or not? Do I trust in this or not? Do it or don't do it? God is or is not? Do it. Do it. Do it. it. Just get out of the way and let it happen. See what happens. What's the worst thing that can happen? A bunch of people in the room get up and go, that was real weird. You know? What the hell does it make to me? I get on a plane Sunny, and fly the hell out of here. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs>
0: Let God do it. Trust. Hard one for a guy like me to trust. I had to go ask my friend Christopher one day. How do you trust? I don't know. I got somebody I was dating this woman. I said, I feel like I should trust her. I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. But I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to trust her. What do I do? He said, you decide to. Make a conscious decision. Just go ahead. Trust her. He said, just like that? I said, yeah. Go ahead and see what happens. Did it. Went sideways. Came back and said, okay, so much for the trusting. He said, no, no, no. You trusting her was great. Now let's work on who we trust. (laughs) So that was great information. I mean, he let me know. You know what I mean? It's just moving me out into the world. Moving me out into the world. Developing my skills. Making it possible for me to be among you. Right? Without causing a lot of trouble. Eight and nine, hooking it back up with you. Very, very sorry. Here's your money. Back in the house. Back in the house, go back in the house, do not hang out there talking about what a bitchin' spiritual quest you're on, and wait till you get a load of me, you're going to love me. When you hear the things I'm doing with my life, you're going to be sorry you were Please, just go make the amends. Go go make the amends, I'm very sorry. What can I do to make this right? Let's talk to me. I'm sorry I stole your car. I estimate the value of the car at $3,000 at the time of the theft. If that's an acceptable number to you, I'm going to start with this check, and every month you're going to get a check from me until I have paid you that $3,000, if that is acceptable to you. And because a man's means to change, I'm not going to go steal your car and sell it to pay you for the car I stole from you. <laughs> I'm out of the car stealing thing. I'm out of the loop, right? I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to pay this money back. I'm going to show up. I'm, it's important, and I love, what, I love what Scott had to say about the living amends thing, right? Trusting in the process and just make your amends and move. Trust in it. Move on. Trust in it. Move on. Trusting is a difficult thing for people like me. Ten, eleven, and twelve. Now I, that's a beautiful experience I've just had. Right. Step one. What's the problem? Lack, lack of power. Step two. This is a solution. A power greater than myself. Yeah. Going to restore me to sanity, soundness of mind, relieve me of the obsession to drink. Yeah. Step three. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to turn my will in my life over to the care of this God I don't understand. And that's going to make some kind of difference in my life. You bet. Let's see. Right. Four and five, I'm going to hook it back up with myself. I'm going to swallow our t- trunks, a truth about myself. I'm going to do a four-column inventory on resentment, fear, and sex, exactly as it's outlined in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Then I'm going to hook it back up with God in six and seven. Then I'm going to hook it back up with you in eight and nine. It took me nine and a half years to make my amends. I lived in a one-room apartment for six and a half years. My first six and a half years of sobriety. Now I was making a lot at that point, making way more money than I didn't have to live like that. But I did if I was going to pay off my amends. And people often that said to me, why didn't you just, you could have spread that out over a lot more time and had a much higher quality of life, and in that respect, been a better example. And I said, that's crap. That is absolute crap to me, because the fact that I'm driving a nicer car is not an example in my mind of whether or not Alcoholics Anonymous works or not. It's completely irrelevant the fact that I'm working on this at this rate because I'm asking myself every time I balk at writing the check I look up on the wall and what do I see written up there? How free do you want to be? How free do you want to be, Earl? I want to be free. I was a complete pig out there. Never in my life when I was drinking and using did you hear these words come out of my mouth? No, thank you. I've had enough. If you can say it, it's not true. If you can say, no, thank you, I've had enough, then you haven't had enough. More is required. Never said that. Never said, no, thank you, I'm driving. Never said that. I used till the wheels fell off, till I just fell over on the floor. So I'm going to come in here and catch a little bit of a buzz? No. If i got to come here and i got to find a way to get comfortable, sober, and working these steps is going to relieve me of this obsession so I can be comfortable, clean. Comfortable, clean, that means i got to catch me a big buzz. And if there's a big buzz to catch, that's the one I want. I don't want a little bitty baby buzz. Got no interest. I don't want to smoke a little weed. I want to shoot a little heroin. Right? I don't want to have a beer. I want to get a case of Jack Daniels and see what happens. That's what I want to do. I don't get a little tipsy. I get drunk. I get drunk. <laughs> I don't get high. I get loaded. <laughs> you know? I don't feel it a little bit. I get hammered. That's what I like to There's no other. There's no other way to do it. I can't get done what I need to get done unless I get it, take it right to the floor. That's what I got to do. I got to do the same thing in here. Same thing in here. I got to go for the big buzz. And if I'm going to go for the big buzz, that means I got to do all of it. I got to just do the next thing. I can build Let's Look at this mountain of amends and say, you know what? It's just this mountain of amends. What are you going to do? I'm going to do this amends right here. I'm going to do this one. I know a guy that got himself a big stack of those three by five cards and he put every amends he had to make on a stack of three by five cards. Right? And he had this, like, stab, you my know, right? Right? Every time you'd see him, a little smaller, a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller. Light in his eyes, a little bit brighter. Energy about him, just a pulse a little bit further out from him, right? That thing got real, real small. We almost had to say to him, don't do the rest of them. You're freaking us out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're on fire, man. I mean, it was... You know, you've got to go slower, right? The buzz is you're freaking everybody out, right? He just says, this is so great, and it, right? It's real. It's real. The big book comes alive, like Joe and Charlie say. It comes alive. you got to get these words off of the page and into my life. 10, 11, and 12 keep me in the game because that first pass, a lot of great stuff happened. A lot of great stuff happened, but I just scratched the surface. I've just now been exposed to the miraculous things that can occur along this path, Right? Now, I've got to do 10, 11, and 12. 10, me, 11, God, 12, you. Same thing. 10, I continue to take personal inventory. And when I am wrong, I promptly admit it. Because if, to, for me not to promptly admit it is for me to begin to fester and ultimately die. i got to do it. I'm an extreme guy. I must make my amends. I've got to review each day. As the, and the book explains exactly how to review my day. The prayers that I can use. 11, I seek God. Action step. For me, I seek God. How do I seek God? Through prayer and meditation. What do I pray for? Knowledge of His will for me and the power to carry that out. Period. The end. Thank you. That's what I pray for. Knowledge of His will for me and the power to carry it out. That's it. No more deals. No more, you'll get me out of this, I'll do that. You'll give me her, if even only for a week. (laughs) I will do these following very pious things in your good name. Amen. No! Knowledge of your will for me and power to carry it out. Period. Bigger buzz there than anything else I've been able to come up with. All right? Why do I meditate? To quiet the mind so that when the answers come, I can hear them. Very noisy in here. Very, very noisy. If you knew what was inside my head on a good day, you would be incredibly impressed with the human skull.
1: <laughs> you
0: would. I think it's true of alcoholism. Alcoholics, man, human skulls are a remarkable ally of the alcoholic. Because, in my opinion, the pressure that we come in here under, I mean, we should be sitting around at meetings, and every once in a while, some newcomer's head should just explode. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they got that special cleanup committee that runs over and cleans it up real good. All the other newcomers are going, What the hell was that? And all their sponsors are going, Shut up! The speaker's up there! Look that way. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Got to meditate, man. I got to meditate to quiet the mind so that when the answers come, I can hear them. They come in the form of an intuition, a thought, an idea, a whim, you know? A feeling just comes. I know that this is the right direction for me to go. That this isn't as Earl sees it. this This is something else. This is something else. That I should go this way and not that way. And the answer will come if my own house is in order. Right? 12, unity is the body, I bring it here. Recoveries of the mind have work those 12 steps. Having had a spiritual awakening is the result of working those steps. That was the point, to be restored to sanity, soundness of mind, relieved of the greater aspect of my disease, the mental obsession, the lie that tells me I can drink like a normal man when i got years of experience that says, no, you can't. I'm relieved of that. It's no longer an option on the table. I don't have to deal with it. It's gone. Now I have to maintain that. That freedom. Because now I can walk there earth a free man. I must, I must maintain my freedom. I must pay the price for my freedom. Third side of the triangle. Service. Unity is the body I bring in here. Recovery is the mind to work the steps. Having had that awakening, having caught the buzz, having been freed from the beast, I can carry the message and practice these principles. I can, I can, how can I help? How can I help? And that's how I live my life now. I am uh, unity, service, and recovery occurs in my life every single day of my life. It has to, and I've set my life up so that it happens whether I want it to or not. You understand what I mean? It happens whether I want it to or not, because there are days when I will say, "No, no," and then the phone rings, and I got caller ID. Shit, it's Adam. <laughs> Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm fine. Then stop bothering me. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's at home laughing his ass off now, right? Because Adam's just going, Ah, he did it again. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's what Donald Madden used to do to me. I remember he used to call him up when I was and I'd say, God, I'm a mess. he said, I know you are. Tell me all about it. I had these long, drawn-out conversations about his Earl season. Got what you hideous for him you know but I mean, somebody was actually listening to me somebody else cared about what was going on with me he knew how I mean, th- that a healing was happening I mean I got two or three years sober and I'm getting a little better and he'd say how you doing I'd say well you know I'm on he goes oh you know you hit a meeting go to me I'll see you over the meeting see you later bye all right then the finally the day came where I called him up and, I, and he always answered the phone Donald Madden so when he answered the phone I'd say <sighs> he'd go oh I know <laughs> we'd talk hang up the day came. I called up, and he goes, "Donald Madden." I said, "That's Earl." And he goes, "How are you?" I said, "Well, you know, I'm fine." He said, "Well, of course you are. You're sober. Click." <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. He had hung up. In my mind, I could hear him howling. <laughs> How he had waited for years for that to come to him, so he could just hang up on me and know that I was okay, right? Well, the bastard hung up on me and on about my day, right? That's what my guys now. I sponsor a legion of guys. I don't sponsor these guys because I'm a good guy. I guarantee you I do not sponsor all of them because I like them. I don't like some of them. I don't like anything about them. As a result, as a matter of fact, one guy, I can't stand him. He's the best guy I've got because I know when I'm working with that guy I know I don't want anything he has I don't want anything from that guy at all except the opportunity to be of service to him that's it, that's all I want from that guy because he whines now some people you can handle, some people are good with the whiners I'm not, I want to beat them (laughs) How are you? Oh, I'm... I'm afraid. Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man, it's hard. Uh, do you know it's 2 a.m.? Yeah, I know. It's 2 a.m., I'm afraid. Really. Um, did you go to a meeting today? No. <laughs> Have you read the book, my friend? Well, no. Have you done anything today in defense of your own sobriety? Have you done taken any action at all to, to pull yourself up and out of this terrible state of mind and body that you find yourself in?
1: Well, no click <laughs> I don't want to lie to the guy
0: I mean, I, I, hear, I hear every time I say that I hear newcomers go oh my god cool no, you know what's cool cool is to cosign that in any way cool is to give that guy any impression at all that that's going to work that's cruel to give that guy the impression that we'll work this out from home in bed alone (laughs) no he always calls back the next day and says I went to a meeting (laughs) well good I got a number of a newcomer and I'm thinking to myself Oh, that poor newcomer
1: <laughs>
0: Quick, give it to me
1: oh.
0: <laughs> We don't want you sponsoring You're some sort of carrier We don't <laughs> And he's trying and he gets it You know, that's how he gets it You know, so I work with him i work worked with that guy for years I work with other guys that are a snap I work with other guys that I couldn't love more couldn't love more. i got a legion of guys, and they sponsor a legion of guys. And you know when I knew it was working out okay? I knew it was working out okay when Donald Madden had died, and it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And I was still in there, and I said, I said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people all over the world know about Donald Madden. And I've spoken all over the world since he died, and I've told people that there are people like Donald Madden walking this earth that will take a completely worthless human being like me and rebuild us from the ground up for absolutely no other reason than the joy and the opportunity of doing so. Because he's a a remarkable member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I thought Donald Madden died. And I was really, really brokenhearted about it. And I just couldn't connect with another sponsor. I had another sponsor within three years. We were waiting for them to come get Donald's body, and I had another sponsor. Because Donald Madden lives inside me now, and countless other guys that I know. And the day it worked for me was when I gave a guy I sponsored a cake for 11 years. And we went, and Jeff took the cake. Jeff said, I want to thank Earl for uh, showing me the way, and I want to thank the late, great Donald Madden for showing him the way. You know? And I knew Donald Madden's not dead. Donald Madden will live forever. Because Donald Madden's a link in the human chain, you know what I mean? I caught the buzz from Donald Madden. I shook the beast doing what Donald Madden told me to do, right? Working those steps, working those steps, working those steps, breaking free. What step am I on right now? 11. Now I'm on 12. Now I'm on 10. Back to 11. I'm having a 10, 11, 12 kind of night. You know what I mean? It's just I'm right in there. Right, uh, starting another book study very soon. Because what we're going to do. We're going to start at step one. We're going to look at the cover of the book. We're going to read what's there. When everybody's got all their questions answered, we'll open it. If there's anything written there, we will read it. If when everybody's questions are answered, we will go to the next page. How long will this take? It will take as long as it takes. That's how long it'll take. Nobody's graduating here. Nobody's graduating. Oh, that's not true. I did actually graduate one guy I sponsored, who seemed to feel the need to graduate. So I actually made up an AA diploma, <laughs> and I had him over to the house and we had a little ceremony and I gave him the diploma. And he looked at me and I said, "Well, you've been begging for this for two years. Here it is. Now, now, what do you want to do?" It was hysterical I handed him the plumber It was rolled up It had a little ribbon around it You know the whole thing You know what I mean We read it to him You know what I mean We rolled it back up We put the ribbon on We presented him with it And he said Okay now what do you want to do And he went like this (laughs) And we
1: took it back
0: (laughs) All right, Let's stay here Uh, May 26th He will celebrate 18 years sober And I made him Take a 60 day chip. That's how long I've sponsored him I mean, I had no relationships like that here. Steps. Core. Can't say it enough. Vital. Foundation. Keep it simple. Expand from there. That's the way I learn. You're going to hear lots of other ways to do it. Those other ways, I have no intention of making those other ways wrong. I'm not here to make those other ways wrong. In no way do those ways make my way of doing it wrong. My way is right out of the book. That's where I do it. My explanation of it is my explanation of it as I perceive it in the book. You know what I mean? So as long as that's the parameters within which we talk about it, I'm happy to mix it up with anybody. I'm happy to hear a completely different way. I say that it's 1, 2, 3, action plan 4 through 9, 10, 11, and 12. I know guys that will say, no, it's 1, 2, 3, action plan uh, 4 through 11 and 12 other guys will say it a different way other guys say four column other guys say three column it's like fine let's all spend all our time walking this path together trying to figure out precisely how we should do these things and what we will do is we will develop a program and a fellowship of alcoholics anonymous that's so well versed in the program that when my grandkids get here and you know they're coming <laughs> They're not going to get some watered-down West Coast bullshit program that's got, gotten very, very attuned to being politically correct, right? What they're going to get is the real deal, the deal that works, the original 164, the one that the, the original 100 put together and wrote down on paper and gave to us. They'll get that, and it'll have the power that it has today. So if you're new, congratulations. Jump in. There is a buzz to be caught here, but you got to have those 12 steps in your game bag. If you're going to catch that buzz. You want the buzz, do the work. Chop wood and carry water, man. It's that simple around here for me. You chop wood and carry water. When they say, go to a meeting, say, I feel like killing myself or several other people. <laughs> cool, go to a meeting. <laughs> I want to leave my wife. We'll talk about it later, go to a meeting. I want to quit my job. Well, everybody wants to quit their job at some point or another. We'll talk about it later, Go to a, now go to a meeting. Go to a meeting. You think that we're just blowing you off. We're not. We say, we say, what step are you on? You're thinking, oh, well, isn't that just the pat AA thing to say? No, it's the pertinent thing to say. You an alcoholic experiencing emotional discomfort and dis-ease, asking you what step you're on is a very pertinent question. You got an answer? You don't like the question because you ain't got a goddamn answer. <laughs> get, this, get into it, man. Jump in. All that can happen is is that your life can explode in miraculous ways. There's people that walk around here they look like completely normal people. They're not. There's a meeting in my town. There's a book study. They won't let you come in until you have 25 years of sobriety. Right? I got like... Three years and eight months to go. You know? I'm like, getting a new book ready. (laughs) Get my mojo working, you know what I mean? Because I know, though, I want to know what those guys are talking about. Minimum 25 years sober. I'm convinced they all got sunglasses on. They all show up very clandestine-like to the meeting. They go in. They lock all the doors. They close all the blinds. They all sit down in the meeting. They take out their sunglasses, and there's light beams shooting out of their head. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're just, they're catching a buzz. You know what I mean? The God thing, right here. Right there. Total access. The guys that got meditation a place where, and I know this is possible because I've experienced it myself. Close your eyes. Breathe in. Breathe out Open your eyes And you're coming from a different place I know that's possible I know the buzz is there And it's called life Now All i got to do is work those 12 steps Because the only way to get between these Is to work 12 steps That's the key That's the way in It's right there Get in there Because that's, the o- that's life Right there Between those two That's the only place There's life There's the only place I can live a life Is right there Right now all there is is right now. Just right now. Right now. In Atlanta. Right now. Don't got to be on an airplane right now. Turn around.
1: <laughs> like it here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got enough to eat right now. Got enough water right now. Got enough money. Right now? Right, right this second. I got enough money right Yep. Yeah, I do. Don't seem to be needing... Uh, no, don't need... No, I'm all right right now. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Do I feel love? Yeah, I do. Right now. Only place I can feel love is right now. Can't feel love yesterday. Can't feel love tomorrow. Can feel it right now. Can have a have a, have a relationship with God right now. Can be here with you right now. Can't be here with you tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Can I tell you everything is gonna be alright? Can I tell you everything is gonna be alright? Don't know. I can tell you everything is alright right now. Everything is alright right now. Meditation gives me this. God gives me this. The steps give me this. The whole point of drinking and using is to get out of right here right now because I'm self-centered and I'm afraid. I'm not enough. I'm comparing my insides to your outsides every time, and I'm losing every time. i got to get to right now. i got to get back to right now. The steps bring me back to life. They restore life now. That's it, right? Now, if that ain't the buzz, I don't know what is because that's everything now. Everything now. God, now you, now me, now now. What else am I gonna do? I gotta be okay right here, comfortable, sober, catching the buzz, clean and sober. Steps are the key in. Gotta work them. So I'm gonna work them. You do what you want. I'm gonna work them. If you're new, I would suggest, come on, just come on. You can bitch, you can holler, you can yell, you can scream. You, can, you don't have to like it. You don't have to think it's a good idea. You just have to do it. If you do it, you'll catch the buzz. It doesn't matter if you got a good attitude. still catch a buzz. You can have a terrible attitude while putting the chairs away. The action, the chopping the wood, the carrying the water, or putting the chairs away will affect the change in your life. It just does. And if you do it every week, like your commitment suggests, it will incredibly expand upon the impact of that action. That's what it will do. No way around it. How do you get big muscles? You pick up really heavy stuff, and you put it back down again, and what do you do? You pick it up again, and you put it down again. I found the gym thing to be bizarre, but what do you do? You go there and you pick up really heavy stuff several times, and then you leave. Right? What happens? You get big muscles. If you go to the gym one time, do it real, real big, and come back three weeks later and do it one time and real big, and then come back another four weeks later and do it one, what happens? You hurt yourself every three four weeks. That <laughs> That's what happens. If you go every day, every other day, right, stuff gets good. Same thing here. Same thing here. Chop wood and carry water. And amazing things will come to pass for you, as they have for countless others. All right. That's enough out of me. Good night. <laughs>